Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner. With me is Peggy Doty. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Bill. Good morning. So we're going to talk about bird feeding, something that um, we've started doing, um, oh, probably for the last five, six years, and it is. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it'd be a whole blast of fun, but it is great to see the birds that are in our area. So why don't you tell us a little more about bird feeding uh, and what it takes to get started? Well, it's it's something you have to think about. It's an investment, right? You're going to be, um, when you're bird feeding, it, it's uplifting in its returns, but you're putting money out for a visual response um, for yourself. But you get to watch, you know, the antics of an animal that flies. And we've always been mesmerized through the ages over flight. Um, and you can bring it really close to you and observe it. And I, I always think about it for a lot of our older folks, too, the shut-ins. What what a beautiful way to bring living creatures close if they, you know, can or have someone who can fill their feeders. Um, and that, that makes a difference, and especially in times where we're in, that that noticing that nature doesn't care, some you know, that things are going well somewhere. Um, and it's really entertaining in my own home. It's cat TV. So exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's I have a kitten now, and it's worth it to have her mesmerized and not doing something else that I really wish it, she would. Does Does your cat chatter at the birds? Yep, chirp, chirp, yep. chirp. Yep, they they sit and chatter, and I do. I actually have a fish tank too that she's pretty hooked on. As of today, I thought of that when she tore the toilet paper off my bathroom roll. I'm like, wait, I know something that'll work. And she was in there for an hour watching the fish. So it's the same thing. Watching something can't hurt them. The birds get used to it and they realize quickly they can't harm them. And I think it's a (laughs) win-win. So um, are there, we, when we started out, we tried to decide what the best bird feeder would be. And we've gone through, I don't know, three or four what should we be looking for? What what are the different types? Priority is first, what are you going to want to feed? I always have to base it on budget. So if you're going to feed um, Niger thistle seed, it's expensive. And you want to be sure you put it in a feeder that doesn't let the wind just blow it right out right out of the feeder. I'm talking from experience, right? When I woke up one snowy day and it was this beautiful black stripe across my entire yard, and the feeder went flying off the hook, and it wasn't the right kind, so it just rolled and spread this beautiful, I don't know how many dollars worth of food, across the snow. Um, so really, it's first, what do you want to feed? And then buying a feeder that holds that specific food that's easy to clean. Because as much as you don't want to do it, and many of us don't, I'm talking from experience, clean our feeders enough, when you do want to clean it, you want it to be really easy to take apart, clean, put back together, and stick it back out the door. Mm-hmm. So... Um... I notice the birds that we feed, some like to eat it at the feeder, and some will grab a seed and just flit away. Is um, it's just, I suppose, behavior of different types of birds? Yeah, behavior where they there's niches. They like to eat you know, from the ground to the tops of the trees, but really it's based on beak design. So if you think about uh, gross-beaked birds, not just like rose-breasted gross-beaks, but beaks that look like a cardinal, that big, thick, plier-like beak, they can sit all day and crack open those sunflower seeds or something that's got a hull and eat, but 
most of our birds, like the chickadees and the nuthatches and even the woodpeckers, they don't have the muscles in the back of their beak to crush the shell. So they have to take it, take each individual seed, and they have to go up to a tree or somewhere where they can press it into something. Or if you're a chickadee, hold it between your feet, peck it open. So go through that calorie-burning effort to peck it open, eat the seed, and then fly back for another one. Um, it's not their choice. If they could sit at the feeder, I'm sure they would love to. Um, but it also helps to separate the different species from arguments at the feeder. Um, they move to different areas. But that's minus suet. I mean, most birds that eat suet can just eat it right there because it's softer. But most of the birds don't have the jaw strength. And people are usually surprised when they know woodpeckers can't crack a seed. When they can peck into a wood, you know, tree or the side of a house, but they don't have that closing power to break open seeds. Now, speaking of seeds, and you mentioned sunflower seeds, what should we be looking for in sunflower or in, in uh, bird seed in general? So the best bang for your buck is always going to be oil, black oil sunflower seeds. The striped sunflowers are good for those gross beaks. They can crack them, but most of our birds that come to the feeders can't break those big striped seeds open. And when you have bulk food like cracked corn and striped seeds, you're going to... In you're going to introduce a lot more squirrels, jays, um, maybe some more of your more forward species that you don't want um, because the little birds just can't eat it. If you do black oil, you're going to get the most for your money and the least amount of waste, and it feeds the most species of birds for one kind of food. You can do things like safflower, you can do flaxseed, canary seed, there's all those Niger. You're going to pay a lot more, um, but not necessarily give them the calories. So what's in there that they need in the meat of the nut or the seed is the calorie content. And by far, black oil sunflower seeds provide the most energy of any of the seeds, and it's more reasonably cost. So if you're really doing it for the birds and not just for yourself, um, you can definitely uh, save yourself money and provide more for them by doing that. So overall, now this is kind of a generalized question, but what tips can you share about setting up a new uh, bird feeding station? So you want to be sure that you can access it easily in a blizzard. <laughs> so if you want to feed your birds in a blizzard, which I have to share, there's a bit of an urban legend that if you stop feeding the birds, they'll die because they've gotten used to that feeder. Wild animals will always know how to survive. They are, there's some studies out there that show that really it's they're still scanning the landscape for their natural food. Now in a really harsh winter time frame, a week or something, you could actually provide something they can't get a hold of easily, but it's okay to feed, not feed, feed, not feed. Um, but you don't want to put your feeders where it's too hard to get to. You want to put them where they're not going to, um, I, I have mine really close to my windows, so I always put my shepherd's hook that hold them. I put it on the ground and I tip it toward my glass window to be sure if it falls, it won't hit the window, and that's how far out I put them for the, for the cats, right? Um, and for me to sit and be able to enjoy them. The other thing is you don't want to put them in near shrubs and trees because that's where predators hide. So the birds are going to possibly burn more energy out of fear going in and out as fast as they can. They also might get, you know, taken out by something easier. Um, but if there's those predatorial spaces, if they're too close. Okay. So where can we go for more information? So I... <laughs> 
I personally, um, we, we don't have, if you have issues with birds, um, you're going to want to go to the wildlifeillinois.org. It's a new site. If you still put in living with wildlife, it will take you to our site for Illinois. You might find that most useful in the spring when there's territorial issues, birds are pecking at your windows because they see themselves. Um, but really searching um, online for quality bird food mixes, if you really want to invest, I don't have a pitch for any certain product. Product. Um, but if you want to do a blend, make sure you avoid milo, which is sorghum, wheat, oat, and barley. Those are fillers that the birds don't eat. Those wild bird foods um, that are full of things that are fillers just end up on the ground and go to waste. And sometimes even cause a weed problem right in that particular yeah, area. Yeah, because they aren't made not to grow, right? They're not, they're not sterilized. Like yeah. our thistle is sterilized so you don't grow a ton of thistles in your yard if it spills. Yep, you're right. Well, very good. So, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wasner and Peggy Doty.